Ideas are everywhere. Welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing, the Phoenix Group Podcast. I'm your host, David Bellarive. Years ago, we learned and we were taught that social on social media, companies should be social. But should they? I mean, does it really help business? Does it make the brand more likable? Well, today we're going to find out a little bit about that. Renato Hubner-Barcelos is a professor at the University of Quebec in Montreal in the Department of Marketing. And he's done a number of research projects on exactly this. Should you be casual? Should you be casual some of the times, all of the times? And if so, when should you be casual? Well, he's here to share his research and findings. Renato, welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Can you tell me a little bit about um, where you're at and um, what you're doing? Yes, uh, I am a Brazilian professor. I studied most of my life in Brazil, but in the last few years, I've been moving my research to, towards digital marketing. I, my background was usually in consumer behavior. Now it's more consumer behavior applied to digital environments, social media, the way people communicate in this place. And toward this end, I also moved my career to Canada. Okay, so the last few years I've been studying Canada. I concluded my PhD in Canada, my postdoc. And finally, in the last two years, I'm working as a professor at the Université de Québec à Montréal. Well, wonderful, and uh, we're lucky to have you. It's fantastic. Um, so the the reason I wanted to get in touch with you was because of some research that you're doing and have done around tone mm-hmm. of voice and and especially on, I guess, social platforms. Yeah, that's right. Tell me, what, um, wh- what started the, your interest in tone of voice and, and specifically in social media as opposed to tone of voice for, for a brand? And, and how is it different, I guess? Uh, okay. I have a background on communication from my undergrad studies that I, was also something that was on my mind when I, while I was studying continuous behavior, while I was having my graduation on marketing. And uh, now, of course, the last uh, maybe 10 years, social media have been the, a hot topic on the field, on our field now. And while I was studying and reading papers on, mar- and on social media and also watching how companies behave on social media, I mean, like in a strategic way, uh, I noticed there are a lot of variants. And uh, for instance, you can, on social media, because of the way that the brand present themselves, like uh, an actor in a similar position on other people, they are always humanized in a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. And because they are humanized, they have to take a stance, like which kind of a person are we going to be? It's different from the time that when you were just worried about broadcast communication and advertisement, that brands would just choose a general strategy in terms of communication, we're most more we're mostly based on brand personality, on general communication styles. But on social media, every piece of communication is uh, it's a target to someone. You, we can have a reply. People interact much more, and because of that, communication becomes much more important. For instance. Uh, when uh, the reason why I started with tone of voice specifically, tone of voice is just uh, how could I say the first step towards a larger understanding of uh, how brands behave on social media. 
But for instance, uh, we see that uh, nowadays we have several brands that they choose to be human, they choose to be friendly, sometimes over-friendly, they try to behave uh, towards people as if they were just their friends, the regular friends on Facebook, on Instagram. And uh, that let me think, is that actually the, the right positioning for a, mar- for a brand? Uh, let's say a, a bank, a financial institution, that tries to communicate to people as if they were their friends, using very colloquial expressions and formal language. Does that really work? Like, does that earn the trust of consumers, earn their favor attitudes, purchase intentions, the, and so on? And on, in that sense, uh, my, my, the beginning of my research was to understand if that worked or not, if maybe brands were too human or maybe not human enough on social media, right? So the tone of voice in here is, uh, is a, a word that I use to define the communication style of brands on social media, but can apply on other platforms or even face-to-face or recordings on, let's say, for phone calls. But in this case, tone of voice is used to, to, to tell about the aesthetic part of the communication. It's not about the informational content, it's about the way brands present themselves, the way they choose to talk to people. It's, it's, in, it's interesting because I was thinking um, as you're talking about this that uh, probably social media has been one of the points where brands have really shifted how they speak to customers because when it first came out, everyone's saying, well, it's social media, so you need to be more personal and more, I guess, uh, human, as you say. And yeah, exactly. um, maybe that hasn't been the case in the past. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Like, uh in broadcast communication, when you have a, a brand that talks to millions of customers and don't listen to them back, at least not in the same channels, mm-hmm. the tendency is to adopt a more formal or more distant way of communication. We always use humor. We always try to present ourselves as lovable. Brands always would care about establishing a connection, but it was not in the same way as in a personal one-to-one communication, like how we, the way we have on social media. Mm-hmm. Also, there was some research in the past that suggested, with reason, that the more human brands present themselves in the way that they are more uh, emotional, less distant, less corporate, if you can say like that, the, the deeper would be the connections between customers and the, these brands. So I think that maybe was the reason why we saw a trend that several brands, no matter the, the sector, we are trying to become, more, to become more human or more personal, more informal. Of course, we had a lot of uh, success cases in the, in the sense like uh, Starbucks or any more, or any brand that in the beginnings of social media that try to leverage the potential of social media in their favor. But now we can actually you know, need to ask ourselves if that's the best approach for everybody. Uh, and appara- uh, apparently, at least according to the results of the studies that we've been conducting last years, it's not so. It depends on the sector. It depends on the consumer goals. It depends on a lot of factors. Well, that's, uh, this, is, this is excellent because I've always thought, well, some brands are social, right? Like some brands are kind of, you see them as um, uh, part of your gang, whereas some probably are more professional and uh, 
maybe we've sort of drifted away from that. So let's talk about that. But fascinating that you've not just gone into whether you like this brand, but actually into whether you would your, your purchase intentions towards this brand. Yes. Because in the end, like, we want everybody to like a brand, but we also want their own customers to trust their brands when they make the conscious decisions to buy products or buy services from a certain brands, so like not just towards establishing a friendly connection, but it also gets also results in the end. Mm-hmm. So you think about purchase intentions, you think about the actually decision, the consumer decisions. That's what's the, that's what's important in the end. Mm-hmm. So um, how did you go about it and, and what did you find out? Okay, so for, for uh, some hypotheses that we had uh, established in the beginning of research, we imagined that w- there would be a few concurrent process in the way people uh, interpret um, brand communications. First of all, you have the, something that we already know from literature that the more human a uh, brand behaves, the uh, more human brand is in their communication, the greater would be the hedonic value, the greater would be the value of, of entertainment, of joy, the emotional load of a conversation. And that in several cases might be actually good. Mm-hmm. Let's say if people are planning a trip, if people are buying something for enjoyment purpose, they are already in the state of mind that maybe they want to be entertained already in the first communication, in the first uh, uh, post when they talk to a brand. So that that would be fine. So what, did but, you mean, what do you mean by being more human? Yeah, in this case, more human in practical sense, it would be to talk to people in something that le- looks less like a business and more like a friend. For instance, using uh, personal pronouns on communication, right? So we don't address a customer as dear customer or Mr. Smith. We are going to talk like, a, hey, John, hi, Lisa, in this sense. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk to people as they were close to us. Okay. So we can say like human in this sense might be a synonym for close, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, so uh, our friends are close to us. People who try to be close to us, they are going to behave in a way that we are used to, friendly, informal. They are trying to show themselves like in the same level as us. In that sense, they are more human. Brands are usually, of course, in the background, you have a large institution, you have a, a company that's made of a thousand people. And okay, how a company can behave like a human person, that's how. You, they chose to talk to to a customer. Of course, they're usually going to be uh, one person inside the company that takes charge of communication. But that person is going to take an approach as if they were right close to the customer. So that's the point. You can, uh, in that sense, you can understand a human brand as a brand that has more closeness towards the customer. Okay, sorry to take you on a sidetrack there. So that that's the hypothesis was that uh, if you're more human we would be more likely to engage with you or yes that would be the first hypothesis that would be the first process that we see the worst way that people relate to brands but okay is that really important in every situation let's say if the customer uh, 
uh, entity contact a, with a brand, maybe on Twitter, because he has a complaint, right? Does he really want to be entertained by the company? Like, uh, is he trying to make a friend or is actually trying to save a problem? You see, like, uh, not uh, the consumer is not always open to this kind of communication, or at least it's not always what he's looking for. He might be looking for other stuff, like efficiency. He might be looking for certainty in their relationships. Mm-hmm. In that sense, uh, traditional corporate voice, something that looks more like a machine, more precise, less human, would transmit the sense of security. So in the same sense, though we, we, we propose another hypothesis that the level of risk in the consumer decision would be a determinant factor for how people uh, receive a uh, human message, a uh, message in a human tone of voice. If the uh, customers are in a situation of high risk, let's say they have a very serious problem to solve, in that sense, they want to reduce the uncertainty, right? Because risk is always related to a certain level of uncertainty. And in that sense, having something, they have a communication that starts already more traditional, more machine-like, if you can use that expression, mm-hmm. it transmits the sense of security, a sense that there will be no errors in the communication, right? And also, because there is less emotion involved, there is less chance for the consumer to get annoyed or even enraged if something doesn't go right. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, the choice of tone of voice depends a lot of what the consumer is looking for. Is he aiming for something that's more hedonic, like hedonic products and service? Is looking for something that's more utilitarian, like solving a problem, buying uh, office supplies, something that has no emotional value at all? What's the level of risk in the relationship? It's a low risk or high risk uh, demand if the consumer has a huge problem to solve, even if it's uh, for hedonic purpose. Let's say someone is planning a surprise dinner for his uh, marriage anniversary. In that case, okay, I want everything to be perfect. I want everything to go right. So when I try to contact a restaurant, for instance, I might be thinking, okay, are these guys actually really going to do a top-notch service, like a flawless, mm-hmm. no risk involved? So in that sense, maybe even a corporate voice would be more appropriate. That's, so we, sorry? No, I was going to say that's, that's really interesting. Did you find it's, it's almost um, situational rather than based on what sort of sector the brand is in? Yeah, first our experiments when you did that it were more based on manipulations of consumer goals and the situation mm-hmm. of the consumer because you want to show that even brands more or less, more or less in the same sector they still would have to choose different tone of voice depending on the particular objectives of certain customers but we can also generalize to the sector because depending on the sec- uh, on the sector let's say the financial sector right mm-hmm. Most of the time, people, when they take investment decisions or financial decisions of any kind, they are not doing that for fun, for enjoyment. And also, they invest their money sometimes, or very often, actually. They're investing a lot of money. They, it's serious for them. It's very serious. In that situation, uh, the brand, uh, financial brand, should not choose a 
very informal, very too friendly approach because they do not transmit that sense of security mm-hmm. of a, a tradition that sometimes customers are looking for. So even if it, it may change for situation to situation, there are certain brands and certain sectors that tends more often toward a certain consumer situation. Like financial brands, we are usually going to be more related to high-risk situations, more serious objectives. Tourist brands are usually more related to hedonic objectives, to entertainment, to joy. Restaurants or other kind of service, they might depend on the kind of uh, customer niche, which customer they are usually aiming for, and so on. Mm-hmm. You couldn't. You, it's a, it'd be difficult to kind of lock it in and say you're always this specific tone that you need to use. Was it? Um, do, do you know if age came into it at all? Like the um, not the age of the business, but the age of who they're talking to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a very interesting question because the moment that we start uh, this research, we already knew there are probably lots of factors that might also be involved. For instance, the brand positioning, if they are already try to, to present themselves in a certain way throughout history. But we also were uh, concerned maybe younger generations would prefer a more informal, more friendly approach because that's just the way they talk all the time on social media, right? Yeah. But according to our research, no, age was not a significant factor because even millennials, they still have a rational approach depending on the kind of the consumer decision they are taking. Even millennials, when they are planning their investments in a bank, for instance, they still are worried about safety and security and precision. Even millennials, when they have a problem to solve, when they need to call the phone company because they are something wrong with their bills, they're still going to behave in a more similar way to someone that in a X generation of big boomer generation because the objectives are still similar, right? Maybe we can have a general trend for younger generations to prefer a certain tone of voice if anything else is the same. Let's say that the tone of voice, uh, in a situation where the, tone of, the choice of tone of voice might not be so critical because let's say it's not a product that's in, or a service that's involved with high risk, it's not a project that's necessarily all the hedonic or all utilitarian. In that situation, you might have a trend towards uh, a particular preference for younger generations, or even depend on the culture. Like, for instance, I come from a Brazilian background where us, we are always used to have a more informal way of communicating than people here in North America. But it's still in particular consumer uh, situations, the objective is going to be the main factor. So in our research, we control for age, we control for gender, we control for several other personal factors. If the only only personal variable that was actually significant was the level of involvement of customers with their product or service. That's really, I come back to your example of the restaurant because I, I was thinking, well, if you have this really low-key, casual restaurant and their attitude is sort of fun and I'd like that sort of attitude reflected from the brand, but your point of now if I phoned and had a, wanted to make a reservation, I just needed to make sure I had this reservation, whether it was an anniversary or a business deal, and I got treated in that kind of casual way, I might not have that confidence that you say, like, 
did they really understand me? I'm not sure. Yeah, that, you're right. That's what you mean by the objective is the main factor, right? Yeah. I think uh, a good analogy we can make here is when you, we talk about uh, brand communications on social media, maybe we should uh, think less like advertisement, less like uh, brand communication in the 90s, and think a little more like salesmen, right? Mm. Salesmen already have by their experience, even though they don't necessarily think that in a conscious way, but they try to understand who they are talking to in order to make a good sales pitch. It's the similar for brands when they're talking to customers. Of course, we, the brand cannot always choose a particular communication approach for every customer. So they, in that situation, we're probably going to have to look for a general trend. Most of my customers, which preference they have? But for sure, if a certain customer has a very particular need, they might change their tone of voice to talk to them. It's interesting, and I wonder if there's if you've done research or if there is research in this area. Like when you think of a brand, we advise brands to have a, a tone of voice um, that they kind of use that personality. Do consumers uh, uh, accept? the idea that this tone will change depending on what interaction is happening? We mean like the customers realize that the brand changed their tone of voice depending on the situation in a conscious way. Yeah, well, or unconscious and is it okay? I think of uh, maybe WestJet as an example where they're tending mm -hmm. to be, you know, uh, friendly and lighthearted, but then if I hit a certain situation, do I still want that friendly, lighthearted approach, or do I really want them to, you know, be professional? Mm -hmm. yeah, that's also a very good question. Actually, you read my mind because that's one of the things that we are researching right now in a empirical approach. Like we are studying uh, posts on Facebook. We are going to start soon also posts on Instagram and YouTube to analyze the effects of variation in tone of voice for a same brand. Mm. But yeah, that's because uh, uh, if I understand correctly, the the main point here in the question is: Is it better for a brand to keep a consistent tone of voice most of the time, or to change the according situation? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because we might think that okay, a salesman, salesman can adopt a totally different persona when they talk to a different customer, but on social media, you cannot do that because all communication. Is public, right? Everybody is seeing how the brands talk to other people. And a brand that talks like half of the time in a very informal, friendly way, and half of the time in a very distant way might look like a, a schizophrenic. Mm -hmm. It has no position at all, like it has no consistency. That's not, that's not also good. So our hypothesis is that uh, certain consistency is always good even if it maybe it's not necessarily the best tone of voice, but a tone of voice that shows uh, consistent personality, uh, a level of certainty on communication. Okay, so that would be good also for to establish trust toward customers. Now I know you've done a lot of uh, different um, re uh, research projects on this, and were you was anything really surprising to you? Have you uh, were you uh, just sort of uh, taken aback by anything that you discovered? Actually, I think the most interesting surprise we had it was in a, I think it was in our most recent paper, 
you were studying, actually it was more like a, a hunch when we started to propose, maybe that the tone of voice itself might change the way people browse, oh, not only on social media, but on websites in general. Oh. But we have a, that's a kind of goes a little beyond the marketing field that goes more into information systems and the more the way that people uh, process information. And uh, so we did a test in a laboratory using eye tracking to analyze if people would read a Facebook page. In our case, we use a Facebook page because it was a very good example. Uh, if we just manipulate the tone of voice, we don't manipulate the informational content or any of the other attributes, just the aesthetic part of conversation. Mm -hmm. And actually, we found out that it was indeed an effect. Like if people read a communication and they they don't need to realize that consciously, but they feel that's a more human communication, they are going to analyze, to process information the way that we process hedonic stuff, the way that process stuff that are more human, more friendly. That means in a more holistic way. They're going to look for cues spread everywhere. So accordingly, we see like their, uh, their fixations, I mean, where the eye fixates on the screen, they would kind of move around the page much more. On the other hand, if the communication was more systematic, more formal or corporate, the consumers would accordingly uh, look at the page, look at the elements of the page in a more systematic, objective manner. Like one by one, one after the other, in a more, uh, let's say, a, a predictable way. Mm. So that was interesting. Like uh, it was not actually related to uh, a marketing result on itself, it, but it was something that we found out. It was kind of a, a surprise for us, and that makes us think: what would be the consequence for that for, let's say, websites design, for digital marketing in general? If the social, if social media is just a part of it, but all other tools that we use for digital marketing, mobile apps. Uh, websites, even electronic kiosks. Maybe uh, we think a lot about the design of the, these things for years, the how to best uh, organize the elements visually on a web page or in a mobile app in order to make it more e easier for customers to find their information, to navigate, to make the experience more enjoyable. When, what if the, the choice of tone in the language, in the written language, or in the choice of certain pictures, could also stimulate customers to look at these pages, at these mobile apps in a different way. Maybe want to uh, went in, uh, uh, in some, make a make a a push towards a more hedonic, more holistic way of navigation, or maybe want to guide customers to a more systematic, uh, objective approach to read the analyze elements on the page. So there are some possibilities in there that we just start to look right now. That's fascinating. I've never I've never heard of that before, how that might affect the way we look at a page. Did it have any impact on comprehension or is it? Um, we, didn't go so, we didn't go so far in the research to analyze comprehension because, uh, as I mentioned, it was kind of a surprise for us. It was not a, a result we were expecting. Mm -hmm. There was, uh, in this particular event, there was no effect in, how can I say, in pro 
understanding because it was a social media page, so it was no specific task that was proposed to them. It might be something that we test later, like give them some tasks, right? Mm-hmm. Analyze the time they take to find certain information on the page. That would be interesting, like to, pro- to see how tonal voice influence the uh, comprehension of a website information that they put in there. So from that, um, from that research, would your takeaway be that, um, again, it depends on what your intent is for people? Like if you do need a systematic approach, you should probably be more uh, formal and uh, business-like in, in your language and how you're writing? Absolutely. That's the point. That's the same as the beginning of a research of a tone of voice on social media. It's always, what do you want from customers? Do you want them to feel safer toward us. They want, want them to enjoy the browsing experience. They want, we want them to be able to solve a problem with confidence, or we just want to captivate them. There are all these objectives, maybe we can all get them at the same time, but sometimes they are concurrent, as I mentioned, because sometimes the choice, the choice of a human tone of voice is going to help in a way, but it's going to uh, cause problems in another way. So I, I, as you said, maybe it would be a, a question, what, what's the main objective, let's say, for a mobile app? Mm-hmm. If there is a mobile app, we are making a section of help, uh, frequently answered questions. Uh, maybe you want to help them to navigate a lot of content that's informational, very informational, in a precise, easy way. If it's a mobile app that has... Uh, hedonic component, like uh, something of uh, gamification. Maybe you want to give them a more uh, holistic approach to how people look at the elements of the mobile app. So you're going to change the language. That's the point. Did uh, Just my last question, Renato, I think this is uh, fascinating for me. Did did anything come up as a giant red flag, like something you should never do in, in your tone of voice? <laughs> no, we didn't find anything that you should never do. I think the only result that was kind of strong in the, that I, we found out is that if you are trying to establish a relationship with of trust in an environment, there is a lot of risk involvement, especially if the consumers are not experts in the domain. And that situation of the financial sector, that's the example I mentioned a few times here. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly why it came to my mind several times. In this situation, you need to be very careful not to be too friendly, too informal, too uh, close, mm-hmm. because, because that's not what they are looking for. They are looking for safety. They are looking for someone they can trust. Okay. So if the people, if the, the financial brand approach in the wrong way, it might backfire. And we already see here in Canada, we see here in the United States, uh, we see on TV, even on advertisement, that's not even on social media, we see certain brands trying to be maybe too funny, like uh, maybe for their own safe, mm-hmm. their own sake, sorry. And yep. in, this, in this situation, my under if they are doing the right decision. Oh, that's it's extremely fascinating. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time and, and uh, sharing your, your research and your knowledge. Renato, where could people find out more about you or uh, connect to any of uh, the papers that you have published? Okay, they can find uh, several ways. Um, 
my webpage on the marketing department of Université de Québec à Montréal, Department of Marketing. We can find some information about me. We can also find on my Facebook page and on my LinkedIn page. I can just find for, uh, you can just look for my name, Renato Hibner Barcelos. I know it is not the easiest. Name. <laughs> I'll link to it on the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure my name is going to be written on the podcast description. So just going to look for it. That's me. Fantastic. Thank you again, Renato. Thank you. Thank you.